your pick. Fuck. Well, I wrote that thing last night, but it's really long. That's fine. Let's do it. Some albums aren't remarkable the first time you hear them. This is one of those albums for me. And over the years, I've become more and more and more obsessed with it. This is Luna's Penthouse. From the first notes of Chinatown, I'm transported to a particular moment in a person's life when they think they are really fucking cool. And I think this whole album kind of mocks a certain New Yorker pretentious hipsterism. The lyrics get funnier and funnier and funnier the more you spend time with them. And some lyrics, which seem playful at first, can turn sinister after the 50th listen. Released in August of 1995, this is the third album by Luna, produced by Pat McCarthy, who the interwebs tell me mixed Madonna's Ray of Light, which I also love. This is Hidden Jukebox. I'm Matthew Amster Burton. And I'm Laura Lowe. Oh, Laura, I'm so glad you picked this album. For me, like, I... I did not listen to this much in the 90s. Um, I, I was aware of it. I definitely heard it a few times. Uh, I turned 20 the month this came out. Okay. Um, and so I thought I was pretty cool. I was definitely wrong. Um, but like this seemed, this felt like too old for me at the time. And now it doesn't. At the time, I thought it was decent. I mostly um, was exposed to it through a mix where the last track, Bonnie and Clyde, was on it. Yeah. And so that's, you know, not a Luna song. No. Um, But then kind of went backwards through it, listened to this album, um, listened to the album before this, and the more and more, the older I got, the more this album became, like, absolutely essential to every aspect of my life, um, the way that I want to play guitar, the way that I want to play bass, the way that I want to play drums, like all the instruments I've learned and all the ways I've tried to play those instruments goes back to this album for me. Oh, I can I can totally hear that. Like this this album for me is, I, I know we're going to get into the lyrics heavily, I think, but um, for me, what this reminds me of more than anything else is that like, Probably around the age I was when this album came out, I was obsessed with guitar amps. Like, and I, you know, I, I recognized not long after that, that that this was like embarrassing dude behavior. <laughs> but but I imagine that uh, Dean Wareham and uh, is was obsessed with guitar tone and probably still is because the guitars on this album sound amazing. It's so beautiful, and the the way that it was recorded. It stood the test of time. Um, it doesn't sound old no. or dated. And it's, um, you listen to a lot of bands now, Beach House or just certain bands. And it's like they have that same like spaciousness and reverb and echoiness and cleanness, like that mix of those things. Um, the other thing with Luna is the harmonies aren't built in. And so for me, I'm always like adding some. Sure. And so that's super fun. Um, what song did you want to start with? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna jump jump right in. Okay. I don't know unless you. No, I. Uh, well, I think we should start with Chinatown because it's the first track, and sure. probably I don't know if it's the best known track on the album. Maybe Moon Palace, but let's see.
Okay, so so that let's start there, right? <laughs> we have to. Um, I, on an intellectual level, I find that such an embarrassing lyric. Oh no, no, um, it's amazing. And yet, like I've been going around for the past few days singing nothing else. <laughs> I the, from the first moment of the song, at this point, I'm just waiting for that line. So of course, I can just giggle. I'm just imagining he's so handsome, and I'm just imagining him. Being, you know, that age and running around New York and thinking he's so cool and hanging out with supermodels and just, you know, trying to be like his heroes, trying to like be cool like Lou Reed and failing because he's not like tough enough. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and just like and kind of mocking his um, his probably. Yeah, he's gorgeous. So. Oh yeah, it's 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 not good. I, I find how it hot. He is. You know, I'm not the first person to to make this kind of observation, but I find it really unfair when someone can sing well and play well and is also good looking. <laughs> it's like, you know, this is this is sort of like uh, a good reason to be an atheist. <laughs> um. So so yeah, the song. But but the thing is 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 it's it's um. They're very good live, and it's all done with like winks and sure. and playfulness, and um, definitely like a sense of um, it's just good storytelling, and yeah. So that song's kind of like sleepy, and um, you know, it's like e- mid tempo, easy rocker, mm-hmm. whatever. And I was reading this interview where they were kind of looking back on the recording of the album and what else was going on in 1995. (laughs) Yeah, so 1995, I mean, what was the big hit on the radio? And here we are again um, on Hidden Jukebox listening to a third album. Oh, yeah. Us and our third albums that we pick accidentally. But wait, what was the, the hit song on the radio? I... Don't think there was one. So, but I think, I think again, they brought in a producer who had done some sort of commercially things and took their time. And um, he was saying at the time that it was really frustrating for all of them because it was completely different than how they recorded the other albums. Yeah. Like they were spending, you know, three days on like one little vocal part and it was super frustrating for them because they weren't used to that but then in retrospect he's glad that they did took the time right i think that's uh you know this this is like uh the the sellout album that we always go for it's like when uh that that first moment when they when someone said to them okay you can't do this like you know diy uh, you know one take recording anymore like we have to get you into a real studio and and, uh, track out the parts we're we're back at that place again and it's always so good. When, I, I mean, know. okay, it's, it's like, not always good when no, that happens, no, but, but it usually is. Yeah, it's like it's like you know that's okay. Um, 
bands out there that are resisting going with the big producer, do it. Uh, you know what was a big hit song of 1995 is You Oughta Know. <laughs> wow. So that's that's the context. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So so what's next? Um, yeah, oh, your turn. Oh, you my, tell me. My turn. Um, oh, a couple more things about Chinatown. Though. Okay. Um, uh, I like the, the little vocal fry he does. I like this time the most. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and um, one one thing that I that I really enjoy about Luna is I, I love a good, um, you know, uh, what, what is the word? Not not scatting, but like a, a vocal part that's not lyrical. Um, oh, sure, like the oohs and the ahs, the and oohs, meow, the meow, oohs and meow, oohs and ahs. Yeah, and, bad religion yeah. calls them the oohs and ahs. <laughs> but but this is but this is more of like kind of early Beatles, yeah. early Beatles like kind of background. But then it comes really in the foreground. Yeah, because in China there's that bum bum yeah. bum bum yeah. bum bum bum. Yeah, uh, there's there's a lot more like that that uh, meow, definitely meow, gonna have. Meow meow meow. There's yeah, like... that, <laughs> that's problematic. <laughs> no, it's not. It's awesome. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, okay, so twenty three minutes in Brussels. We won't listen to all six minutes and forty seconds. Of okay, it. should we start at the beginning? Beginning now. Yeah, because we have to talk about how. He shamelessly takes Velvet Underground songs and yep. reimagines them in a way where it's hard to miss the reference to the particular song he's stealing, but you can forgive him for it because it ends up being so cool. multiple Tom Berlin guitar solos. It's so, there's so much space, and the guitar, there's, this song live is the most beautiful thing in the entire world. (laughs) It's so epic, and it's so dreamy. 
Um, I wish I could remember where I read this, but one of the reviews I read of this album, it was like a retrospective review. There's a lot of those for Luna. Because at the time, no one was paying attention. I wasn't, yeah. yeah. So it's like a lot of like 10 years later, 20 years later, like, oh yeah, this... But it was like, who who needs to be on drugs when you have this song? <laughs> yeah. Like, you can just totally lose yourself. And what they do with it live, um, I really like guitar solos that are like in different octaves. And the song has like yeah. some lower ones. And um, Oh, yeah. It's like, it's mostly like that, that chugging <sighs> low end guitar. And then this uh, like twinkling high solo comes in. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I don't know. If we could find it, I didn't mark it. The 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 other the later on guitar solo part. Mo Tucker, I would just uh-huh. be like, so. Um, Can I get my royalty? No, check? no, <laughs> no. Just I know I would, the opposite. I would just be like, wow, like you know, my simple, you know, my simple awesome drumming. Like, you know, if you listen to this or you listen to like the Black Angels or certain certain bands, you know, it's like there is a real power in that kind of drumming. Oh um, yes, and and it wouldn't exist in all of these great bands without Mo Tucker. So yeah. no, I would be like honored. I'd be like, oh, what a great tribute to like me and I my would say artistry. the white stripes also. Oh yeah, definitely. Um yeah, you know, I I like the uh okay, there are a few things I like here. I like the the uh the long guitar solo because it means I can eat a few bites of the croissant you brought me <laughs> during the show <laughs> without making horrible mouth noises at people. <laughs> um but uh I I generally don't listen to instrumental music. Um like your your go teams, your pell-mells kind of passed me by, but I so Luna put out a an instrumental EP uh by the time people hear this last year 2017 uh and i've listened to it a bunch of times and it's really good uh it's called a place of greater safety mm. so definitely definitely pull pull that up Interesting. Um, what so, uh oh wait it's my turn isn't it it's your turn okay how about uh, moon palace which i think i think dean wareham has said in interviews that is maybe his favorite luna song Ooh. I feel like I'm holding my lighter in the air right now. Every bit, yeah. Seventeen dreams for you. They'll all be gone tomorrow. Pull me a face and say something witchy. It's time to get out of your bed. Some people talk like babies. Give me a 
Yeah. Should we skip ahead? Yeah, oh, right, right. Yeah. It's kind of an oasis ending, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, like, it really like is. Some of that part, <laughs> like some of it is like, that's the part where it's a little dated. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to say that. Sorry to ruin no, it. It's true. <laughs> um, I, I sort of forgot that that was in this song. <laughs> so um, good. Yeah, I feel like this would be a good road trip song, possibly because of the uh, traveling light mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it really it has a, it has a slow build. I love where, where the bass comes in, mm. and um, I, I've been noticing like I didn't notice this listening uh, like ahead of, of recording, but listening now like the the subtlety of the symbols on this record. Mm. Like sometimes you get like you, you can't even really hear the hit of the symbol, just just like the the hiss of the mm-hmm. decay. Mm. Um, works really well and like sounds almost like vocals sometimes they're so yeah it's just there's so much hidden there's so much like again listen to it if you're gonna give this album a try and you've never listened to it before you know again like 50 listens (laughs) yeah just 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 give it 50 listens for us (laughs) just (laughs) give over like two days of your life do it just to see if you like this obscure 90s pop record no it's so worth it (laughs) Um, yes, road trips, um... Now, now I'm going to wonder, like, every time I listen to this in the future, like, um, wow, I'm suddenly hungry for croissants. What's up with that? <laughs> nice. It was your, your apology pastry, because I forgot last week. Mm, yeah, uh, nothing's more delicious than an apology, apology pastry. pastry. Yeah. So, so, um, I saw Dean and Britta last time they came to Seattle, and it was so great. It was like... The doors were at six o'clock on a Sunday, and they played at seven. <laughs> and it was perfect. That is my kind it of rock perfect. show. It was so. I was like, why don't more bands do this? And they were talking about how great it was and how they'd spent the day at Pike Market. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. We, we did you go to the Bell and Sebastian show? Uh, at the Paramount. No. Okay. Because um, at the at the Bell and Sebastian show a couple of months ago, um, uh, Stuart Murdoch was talking about um, how he loves the Seattle downtown transit tunnel because buses and trains come along in the same tunnel, oh, cool. and how he thought this was so cool, and he got lost in the transit tunnel. That's so cute. And we're cute. like, this is the most Seattle thing That's ever. Awesome. We love you, yeah. Stuart Murdoch. Yeah. I think I think more bands need to do six o'clock on a Sunday shows. Oh yes. No. Uh, my my wife and I who are. Uh, both in our forties, um, we we love to reminisce about how uh, we we went to see Stars uh, play at the Triple Door, which is a seated venue in downtown Seattle, and it was like an eight p.m. show, and we're like, "This is the best rock show we've <laughs> ever seen." We are so old; <laughs> it is so sad. Um, so we're, we're going to go see Luna next month, right? Or yes. January? Yes. Which which is but, not going to be next month. No. By the time you hear this, it will have been a couple months ago, yes, and I'm yes. sure it was great. <laughs> it was going to be amazing. Yes. Um. Next song. Um. Oh, I don't know. Pick one of the ones I said I wanted to hear. Which ones? I didn't write it down. <laughs> great. Super uh, professional. Well, you said you said Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, um, sure. Lost in space. Those those were the ones. Let's do Bonnie and Clyde. Um, so this this song uh, was it's a very 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 faithful rendition of uh, Serge Gainsbourg and uh, Bridget Bardot classic, and it's with uh, Leticia uh, Sadier from Stereolab, and it is super sexy.
avez lu l'histoire de Jesse James? Comment il vécu? Comment il est mort? Ça vous a plu, hein? Vous en demandez encore? Eh bien, écoutez l'histoire de Bonnie and Clyde. Alors voilà, Clyde a une petite amie. Elle est belle et son prénom c'est Bonnie. À eux deux forment le gang Barrow. Leur nom Bonnie Parker et Clyde Barrow. Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde. So is that someone's voice or is there a squeaky toy on this track? That's someone's voice. Okay. Yeah, that's someone's voice. <laughs> you, 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 I was trying to see, so I was trying to remember which band played um, the Velvet Underground in I Shot Andy Warhol. That's what I was like looking up real quick. Oh, I don't know. I, I was Did trying you find to, it? No, 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 not yet. Um, but, but yeah. So the, so this song is one of those, like, if I'm making a mix for someone, it will probably end up on the mix. Yola Tango was the band. Oh, okay. Okay. It could have been Luna, though. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, but it makes more sense because you have the, the lady drummer. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, I got to say, I was, uh, I was once in a band called Fluffy Kittens where I got to sing a song in French. Singing in French is so much fun. So I'm so envious of French people for this reason. Singing in French <laughs> is fantastic. They probably don't get as much I of a kick out of it. I sang a lot. When I studied opera, I sang many times in French. Oh, and awesome. it was... Um, Écoutez l'histoire. <laughs> it's so fun. Yes. No, it's great. And yeah, the song is beautiful and it goes on for quite a while. Um, oh, for sure. Five and a half minutes. Yeah, it's a little long, but it's great. Um, so you go. Pick okay. A song. Uh, Rhythm King. Nailed, nailed that dead so, stopping place. It's so dreamy. It's so happy. It's so like new love. Uh-huh. And um, the rhyming structure is fantastic. Like it's, you don't have songs that rhyme like that often. Um, it's really good poetry. 
Um, this this song is all about a couple of things for me. First of all, it's that bass line that has that little arpeggio doom 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 that that happens in a few yeah. over a few different chords that is so cute. Um, and then I again I don't know what to call this, but I love it when there's a line where the singer seems to kind of run out of words and just puts in an ooh or an ah instead. Yeah, mm. good things are coming. Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just like ah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there's yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, the song is to me. It's you know probably the least serious song yep. on the album, mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of like a nice break from. Some of the more, I don't know if, if the guitar solo on this one stands out for me as much, but the lyrics are so good in this. Yeah. Um, it's just really, you're right there with the person experiencing like this lovely evening. Yep. So yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, and and the waterfall, like, I don't know if it's like a pentatonic, the guitar part. Do, 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 yeah, do, do, yeah do, do, it's do. so beautiful. Um, super, it's It's cheesy. But it's like pleasantly cheesy. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to I used to think I could never be a singer because I would never be able to stop myself from singing along with the instrumental parts. And this is the kind of song that would have made me feel that way. Aw, that's adorable. It turned out maybe I was right. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Lost in Space? Yeah. has some hand signals for me while we're playing a track. I don't know how to interpret any of them. I feel like I just arrived from another planet and have uh, been tasked with being a baseball pitcher. Oh no. <laughs> so so maybe maybe like steal, off, steal home. off steal my home. Yeah, exactly. Steal home. <laughs> um 
So no, no, no. So so I wanted to. I wanted the folks listening to hear. You know the lyrically how it's the structure, um, and then the the dynamics and um, and kind of hear how every. This is one of those bands where a lot of the songs are like all the other songs. Yes, and and that can annoy some people, or you can find it very comforting. So for me, I find it comforting. Um, they're all kind of lullabies, and they all have, you know, um, my ex partner always would start singing "Sweet Jane" along with the song yeah. to mock me. <laughs> Like, okay, another Luna song that's basically Sweet Jane, really, like, shameless. And I thought it was great. Um, He clearly thought maybe that it was, like, a little too much like Sweet Jane. Yeah, well, this this song in particular has uh, has like that Pixies quiet voice, quiet verse, loud chorus structure, but turned down eight notches in volume and tempo. So dreamy. Yeah, and and so like like definitely the person had a rough night and they're coming down from whatever happened and they're questioning everything and but they're questioning it in a really like calm way. It's not like a crisis necessarily, yep. but things aren't quite right. So that's the part where the song to me can play after a long time of listening to it. It it gets like kind of more sad and more sinister. Sure. Over time. Um, You said that this is this is an album that uh, you almost will always listen to start to finish rather than picking out a track. And I agree. Like it's kind of hard for me right now to jump around. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not the best way to appreciate the no, album. No, this song in particular um, feels to me like the most obvious example on this album of what I would call uh, good bad male singing, mm. um, which which I think Lou Reed is probably most famous for. But I, I feel like you know Gordon Gano from uh, from Violent Femmes um, is a, another quintessential example, and something that. I, I keep hearing in in Dean Wareham's voice is uh, David Lowry from Camper Van Beethoven yes. and Cracker. Yes, like the sort sort of like lazy California accent. Um, yes, and you know maybe just a teeny bit off key, but we love him for it. Interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, he's he's one of my favorites. Uh, we should we should figure out a way to. Yes. <laughs> there there we'll are no there. there are no none of my favorite David Lowry albums are from the '90s, but maybe we'll cheat. Yeah. So. This this song um, has I, th- I just think about all the bands in like two thousands that did things like this song, mm-hmm. like Granddaddy, and like there's yeah. other. It's it's you know that they were all listening to this album. Yeah. It's like you know if you went to all of their houses, it's like <laughs> this would be there and or their music and let's make that let's make that our side let's go to the houses of uh yes. of the members of granddaddy and a bunch of other <laughs> indie bands from the 2000s yes. and see what they got yes it'd probably be a good way to to add to our list of albums to do for this show definitely um breaking and entering it's a classic podcasting technique <laughs> i yeah lost in space um just so 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 dreamy i can't use that word enough all right Anything? Anything else? Should we? Should we leave it there? Um, yeah. Any other I, songs you have to hear? Oh, the whole thing start to finish again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Once again, I need to start marking all the minutes of the, all the guitar solos of all these albums because we just don't get to them. Should we should we pivot the show and have it be just the guitar solos? <laughs> yes, yes, a whole a whole one of all the that'll be our like our like twentieth uh, episode celebration. All the guitar solos we've left out of every previous episode. That's a that's a good idea. Yeah, and and. I mean, that's interesting because the 90s are not a decade really known for guitar solos, I don't think, but we found some good ones. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, All right. Well, you can find us uh, on the web at uh, hiddenjukebox.com where, I don't know, we we post links to uh, the stuff we listen to on Spotify, Apple Music, that sort of thing. Uh, You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash hiddenjukebox. What's your favorite Luna record? Suggest records for us to do for the show, please. I'm going to try really hard to find a way to get a selfie with them when they're in town. Oh, yeah. And and then post it when this gets... Yeah, I'll, I'll probably cut this out, but I emailed their tour manager to see if we could get a member of Luna on the show um, and haven't heard back yet. Dreams. <laughs> Dreams but come true. I believe in us. Yes. Um, and uh, so until next time, I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. I'm Laura Lowe.